All right. What's well, up, brother looks man? Like we're live. Doing good, man. How are you doing? Dude, it just read rain just left. I'm great. <laughs> I'm doing awesome. We got a got a beautiful uh, anywhere from a half inch to an inch. All the planning is wrapped up. So for now, anyway, for the planning's done for now. So it's it's great, man. Perfect, man. Perfect timing. Uh, just to, just to let everybody know, this is the second episode of Ask Me Anything with Josh Pretzer. I'm Colin Cox, so I'll be hosting here today, and uh, we've got Josh Pretzer, of course, the man of the hour. So. <laughs> What he's talking about is he's he's just been out planting corn and beans and, and getting all those spring crops and and uh, they just got a huge downpour. I, I saw it on his uh, on his Instagram story, so I was like, man, perfect timing. Yeah, it was it was pretty great, man. The corn we wrapped up. I uh, had some had some funky weather. Had a little snow, but thankfully the corn hasn't hadn't emerged out of the ground. So the, the corn just poked through yesterday. Most of it did, and uh, got a field of early beans in. Uh, last night and got it sprayed and things are looking really good. Most of the cattle are turned out to grass. So, yeah, I oh, thought you, you were doing a little ranching last week as well, working some cattle. So yeah, I've got I've I've got this problem. I've got like two I've got two hundred and some mama cows and it's it's just a I don't know some I, I I'm not a cow fan, but they're here, so just make do with what you got. <laughs> How are things looking at the whitetail woods? Dude, um, really good. So I've got uh, lots of bucks already showing on my cameras. Most of my cameras don't come out of the woods, um, yep. at least my home property. Um, I've got some bucks showing. I've got one buck that he is just already getting to where his brow tines are. So um, lots of growth. Um, seeing looks like pretty healthy deer. Um, we had a really tough winter. You know, we had a lot of, uh, we have, we were down to minus 26, uh, was the coldest night it got here. Um, but that was, that was a fun night to sit in the blind and watch deer pour into the food plots. Cause it was like floodgates open, but, um, herd health looks good. Um, a lot of people don't really correlate or think too much about, um, grow, uh, green growth right now grass or browse yeah. or whatever it might be um but you know we're about to the does are about a month month and a half away from a lot of fawns hitting the ground and that's something i always look for is a lot of understory in the woods just to give a lot of protection to those fawns um you know we got good rain we got a lot of good moisture um the the these late colder days have really kind of delayed the growth but as long as we've got good you know, grass starts getting up and the weeds and whatnot. Yeah. I think, uh, I think we're in for a good fawning season. I hope. Yeah. Awesome, man. It's, you know, it's a, it's a busy time in the woods this time of the year. And I think, uh, you know, we, we, you touch on that a little bit in our latest, uh, in the latest video, um, building whitetails video that just dropped yesterday, actually. So everybody who is watching here, make sure you go over to our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash, uh, spy point to go ahead and watch that and, and and i know you talk a lot about mineral you know uh mineral placement um those kinds of things um yeah. and what to do if you don't have if a mineral isn't legal in your state how you can add mineral and nutrients to a deer uh yeah. i heard that way so that's uh it's something that doesn't get touched on a whole lot so i hope you know not not it's not going to hit a big genre of people because minerals legal yeah. in a lot of places but i hope that for the people that it's not i hope that helps you guys out 
can you touch a little bit about a little bit on that? Like, you know, what if I live in a state where I can't use mental? Can you touch a little bit on that? Yeah, for sure. So, um, the so the main promotion I did was for clover. Um, you can do it. Mineral is transferred through all plants. The the plant pulls nutrients out of the soil. Um, everything that you find in a mineral blend um, is going to be in you know a healthy soil structure. So if if all your nutrient levels, if your pH levels, you guys can go back and look in previous building whitetails videos. I go over pH, macronutrients. Um, and so on and so forth. If your soil levels are right, your plants are being able to optimize their growing production. Um, and so, you know, a, a plant is just a transfer of nutrients to a deer. The plant pulls nutrients, the deer eats the plant. The plant gets digested and passes nutrients to the deer. Um, yeah. It's how nature was designed. Uh, it's, you know, it's how it's supposed to be. So if we can keep our soils in peak um, performance, you know, if we can maintain a good pH, good nitrogen, phosphate, potassium, zinc, sulfur, manganese, boron, I mean, you, the list just goes on down in order, um, you're going to be able to, pay, you know, if, if, if you have no boron and no uh, very little phosphorus in your soil, the, the, the plants that your deer eat are going to be short on phosphorus and, and, you know, like whatever the one I said was, but, you know, whatever nutrients it's low on. Yeah. So your deer is going to be deficient in what it eats um, in regards to those nutrients. Um, so if you can keep your soils in peak productivity, um, nutrient wise, you're just transferring availability from the soil to the plant, to the deer and so, excuse me, so on and so forth. So I'm planting a lot of clover, um, and then my row crops, obviously, but in the deer hunting side of things, clover is a really high protein source. Yep. So it's going to be really important for like, your lactation, your antler development, um, I think it's one of the quickest uh, ways to transfer nutrients from the ground to a plant to an animal. Um, soybeans do a good job. Soybeans aren't up and growing right now. Clover is. The deer need the mineral and the nutrients right now. Um, so I'm making sure that all my levels in the soil are right. Um, yeah. And so that way the nutrients gets passed from the ground to the plant to the deer. Yeah, that make, makes total sense, man. That's that's good information. And as I mentioned here a minute ago, if you want to learn more about mineral, mineral placement, what kind of mineral to use, the, the latest episode of Building Whitetails is is live right now on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash spy point. Go ahead and uh, make sure you like and subscribe and leave any comments there about the video. Josh does a great job with his uh, camera team uh, putting those together, and uh, we're pretty proud to have him on our team doing that. So, and before we go any further, Make sure you guys like this video and share this video. Um, you know that really helps us reach more people with the content that we're putting out there. So, let's let's jump into some of these questions, Josh. If anybody else has any questions as we go uh, for Josh, please leave them down in the comment section, and we'll try to get to a few of them. We're gonna we're gonna try to keep this a little shorter this week, maybe 15, 20 minutes. But uh, but let's let's jump into the questions we have um, already, and then we'll try to jump into a few more as we go. How does that sound? Sounds great. I saw one question somebody asked where I was from. I live in Kansas, yep. so that's where I'm at. <laughs> yep. All right, here. Uh, first question on my list, what are your top tips for a first-time food plotter? Oh, man. Okay, don't get overwhelmed by all the information that's out there. Start very basic. Um, number one, I would say watch the Building Whitetails episodes. <laughs> um, I try to I try to take it t start it very simple. 
um, you know, here's a, here's a piece of ground. What's the first things we want to look at? Yeah. Um, you know, I would not do not, do not try to do a row crop like corn. Um, soybeans is not a super complicated, um, first time food plot, but it, there's a lot that goes into soybeans. A fall green plot is probably the number one thing that I steer people to. Um, the, you know, you can work the ground. It can be no-till drilled. Uh, you can broadcast the seed and, and hair, drag harrow it in as long as you've done your due diligence uh, to get the ground ready. You know, but it doesn't, uh, the, the green plots don't require herbicide application to help prevent weeds because they're, you know, you're looking at a, at a depending on where you're at in the country, a 40 to 80, 60, 70 day growing period um, before your first freeze. Whereas the freeze is going to kill off your majority or your weeds and then the majority of your green, green plot. Uh, will typically stay still growing. So I would say a fall green plot, uh, one that's diverse, has a lot of plant um, diversity in it. Make sure it has your cereal grains, um, wheat, rye, barley, um, and then usually have some clovers in it and the brassicas, your turnips, tillage radishes, um, rape. You know, look for a good blend in there. I'm not a fan of a monoculture fall plot, uh, mono being one specific seed type. I like a blend. Yeah. If, if you're going to plant a plot, do you, do you prefer a spring plot or do you prefer like a, a fall plot? Um, I have all of them. I've got, I've got food plots to, to uh, provide for my deer all the way through the year, whether it's um, clover green up in the spring and then the clover goes dormant once the, the hot summer months come around. And that's when I rely on my soybeans and I do plant some summer blends um as well and then in the fall i've got my greens and then your, my grain the corn and soybeans is maturing for the winter months uh and the clover also perks back up in the fall and does a really good job um and through the winter months it will go a little dormant during when it gets really cold but um you know i try to have that complete package i don't want the yeah. deer needing during a certain time of the year because every part of the year is important for the whitetail herd yeah. And I know you talk a lot about this in the Building Whitetail series as well. So again, if, you, uh, if you're looking for more information on this stuff, absolutely go watch videos. There's so much good information. We're into season two now, so there's a whole year of videos before this year that you can watch. Yeah, um, it's been a fun series. It's, everybody's feedback has been super helpful in that and guiding us on how we can cater to you guys and give better and more meaningful information. So um yeah, just keep uh, keep uh, the recommendations coming. Cool. All right, next question. Uh, does driving tractors, ATVs, or other vehicles disrupt uh, the deer on a property? Um, so it depends on the size of the property. If you've got five acres and you drive a truck through the middle of it, chances are you're going to run them off. But my favorite way to check a trail camera is one on a combine, which I know most people don't have access to. Um, or a tractor. A tractor is a great method. If you're bush hogging, if you're, um, you know, I, I have even gotten in a tractor and driven to check a trail camera when I could have taken a truck, walked ATV, just because the deer are so used to agricultural implements um, yeah. that they don't, they don't mind. I mean, they're not, you know, tractors aren't shooting at them. Combines aren't shooting at them. Um, you know, road hunters, you know, the deer typically don't like trucks or vehicles. Um, but if you're going to drive in, and I learned this from somebody else, this is something that I adopted into my own arsenal, as if you're driving in, don't sneak your way in. Like, I mean, uh, turn the radio on, 
uh, however, you know, turn the radio on. Don't be like blaring, but you yeah. know, I go in nice and slow, just every day. If a big buck is there, I don't want to freak him out. I'm going to be like, hey, I hear somebody coming. I'm going to slip away over here. Um, hopefully he goes to a different part of my farm and beds down and doesn't just booger out. Yeah. I, I feel like this is kind of a misconception too. I feel like there's, you know, deer are used to sounds and things happening in their areas more than we. I mean. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. They're the, they're like the most adaptable animal, like in North America, I'm convinced yeah. they're, you know, they're living in suburbs and guys are hunting in city limits, uh, you know, yeah. and killing deer. And, and I saw a guy on a, a forum ask, you know, I've got like 40 acres and I want to build, or I've, I've got a little pistol range behind my house. I'm worried about scaring the deer. And another guy jumped on. It's like, dude, I have 20 acres. I got a pistol range and I got my feeder uh, like 20 yards from my dirt mound in the back that off to the side. And I have deer all the time. So, yeah. you know, I, I think we should do our, our job to, not pressure them more than they need to be, but I think they're much more forgiving than what we give them credit for. As long as they have a sanctuary area, you know, that they can go to that no matter what, they're not going to be bothered. If you have, make sure you have that. If you, you know, the smaller the, the property that you're on, that you're going to be moving around on, make sure that you do have that designated spot where the deer can go. That they know no matter what, I'm safe right here. Yeah. Yeah. Good. All right, next question. Uh, what are your thoughts about adding water tanks to a property for the year, and when is the best time to do this? Oh, man. Um, I'm not a – I'm not – yeah, this, this is a tough question. So this one largely revolves around the spe each specific property. If you're lacking in water, yes. If you have water sources, a creek, a river – um, a pond, however it might be on your ground, I would not necessarily go ahead and add it. Um, I have seen too many times where it becomes a mud hole. Uh, you know, it's stagnant water, and stagnant water is leads to insect problems, uh, promoting EHD. Uh, so, you know, that's that's something that I really worry about. Deer don't take as much as much water as we think they need. You know, we think, oh, they got to, you know, they have, they're like a cow. They got to drink 500 gallons of water a day and otherwise they're going to die. You know, I, I've seen deer that up, I mean, miles up into the prairie uh, here where I live that, I mean, they're four miles from a water source and they're fine up there. You know, I, I don't really know how they do it, but they do it. Um, you know, so it goes back to the last, the last thing we're talking about is they're very adaptable animals. So, you know, if you've got good drainage, uh, in a spot that you can build a small pond or something like that, I would, I would much rather build a pond than a water yeah. tank because you're just with, with tanks, you're inviting insects, uh, and other problems. So I would steer kind of away from that and try to promote more natural water sources. Yeah. And what is like right now is now a good time to start putting those things in work, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it, it depends on your climate. You know, I deer around my region don't really uh, need for water just because of the lay of the land. We've got ponds and creeks and rivers and so on and so yeah. forth. But I guess I don't really have a solid answer for that. I mean, yeah, it could it could benefit for sure. Um, if we get into a really dry drought and things start drying up really bad, um, I have hauled water before. I've set up a tank 
I'm not convinced it was the best thing to do, but <laughs> why? Man, why is it, yeah, it's it's like, man, I want to help these deer, and and uh, you know, I had a lot of pictures of the deer just walking right on by. So you know, you can do the best you can, but in the end, where they stop and drink is on them. Yeah, yeah. Um, we got a comment here. If I, if I live in Utah and I'm going to be planting food plots for the first year, any tips? Hey, after this video is done, EC, go back to the first <laughs> question. You'll be able to see it there. We got some great tips there from Josh. And as we mentioned already, uh, make sure you go check out Building Whitetail YouTube page. Uh, looks like Carson has a good question here. What is the biggest buck you've ever killed? Uh, 184. Um, he 184-inch 10 I shot with my wife in, this is 2021? Then 2019. Uh, she yeah. was pregnant with our son. She was four months pregnant, and it was a hunt that I was – she told me, she's like, man, why don't, let, let's go out. It's nice afternoon. And I was kind of like, all right, we'll go. And I didn't really think I was going to nail this buck on this hunt, but uh, I did. I didn't necessarily think I was going to nail goalposts for sure on the last <laughs> hunt, but I did. Um, 180, 184 was uh, that 10 that year. Um, and then I'm not going to say what goalposts scored because I'm going to be doing a camera giveaway here soon uh, where I'm going to have a get, I'm going to have a, a, a I don't know. You can probably tell me how to do this better than I know, but, um, <laughs> you know, basically, you know, everybody guesses score type deal and the closest person gets a spy point camera. Right. So I'm be doing one of those. So stay tuned for that. That's going to be on my personal page, j.pretzer9 or however it is on my Instagram. But uh, anyway, so yeah. Heck yeah, man. And if anybody has any other questions for Josh, uh, now is the time to throw them in the comment section here as we're, uh, we're going to wrap up here in the next few minutes. Um, but we do have another question here um, from our own, actually, Trent. He said, what do you recommend hard or soft mass tree plantings? Both. 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 Definitely. Yeah, both, both have their place. So my heart, I, I am actually just wrap, just wrapping up a um, tree planting uh, project here at my place. Um, I've got soft mass. I've got hard mast. Um, I've got, I, what I did was I, I kind of watched specifically over the past year to see what brows, um, woody brows the deer were really yep. hampering. And I noticed sandhill plums. I mean, like I can't plant a sandhill plum bush on my place. And the thing not just get mauled to the ground. So that told me, man, the deer are really liking this. I want to plant more of it. So I put utilization cages around um, them to hopefully promote the growth. I did that on a couple last year, and it really helped those get established. But those um, oaks, you know, try to have a diverse layout. Um, and, and uh, you know, I guess uh, try to cover... I, I guess I guess I'm trying to solve this in my head, but to have you know a diverse layout, you know, it, but definitely pay attention to what they're eating. Um, they'll tell you what they want to do. It's help deer do what deer want to do. Uh, it's kind of my phrase. It's been you know carried on. I didn't really, really expect that one to be uh, something that was used a lot, but it ended up being used a whole lot. Um, you know, there's uh, in different what different species. Uh, are more pal not not more palatable, but more desired in different areas. So, uh, you know, just look around your your area, see what grows well, and see what deer are really hammering. So, some might not even understand that. Explain what hard soft mass trees are. 
would you? Oh man, you're, I'm not a professional forester. Um, <laughs> I, I really don't, I don't want to dive into this too deep because I don't want to actually say something out of turn. Um, I would say, I would say, look at your soil conserve or your local conservation uh, website and see what they have in their forestry. Almost all states have a forestry department um, that they can, they can help you guys out with. I like that. That's a good answer. It's a really good answer. Any thoughts on planting a food plot when you have feral hog problems? That's a good one. For Dude, you, you can answer this question probably better <laughs> than I can. You're down south. Um, I don't, I don't have hogs. So I, you know, I don't know. It's, 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 it's a tough thing. It really is. Cause we do have hogs on my lease and we, we try to plant plots, you know, a little bit and, uh, it, uh, you know, those hogs rip it, rip it up pretty good. Now, you know, if you get a little bit of growth, you know, you get a good clover plot going or you get, you know, whatever, um, deer are going to come in and use that plot, whether the hogs have been in there or not. That's, you know, from my experience. So as long as they don't rip it to shreds and pieces, you know what I mean? And you've got a pretty decent sized plot, um, you know, it's going to help you in the end. Yeah. So that's, that's my experience with it. I don't do a lot of it just because um, we do have that problem and food plots don't grow very good where we're at anyway so yeah i you know, i don't know about hogs i'm sorry i mean my answer is kill them all but obviously that isn't an attainable goal <laughs> that's a good answer like that. <laughs> yeah, just kill them all. we got another one more question here that we'll go ahead and answer what what is the best food plot to attract deer and turkeys and thanks for answering my previous question okay maybe maybe we already kind of you've talked about this already in some other videos um, building white tails channel but maybe talk about turkeys a little it is turkey season so right you know yeah it is turkey season so yeah i i just continue to see alfalfa and clover being probably the most desired um the reason why is because alfalfa out particularly alfalfa um holds a lot of bugs a lot of bugs and where you're going to find bugs you're going to find birds and therefore the turkeys um, but the, the alfalfa is very palatable. I see a lot of it in the crops of the, of the turkeys when we open them up uh, after harvesting them and, and going through and seeing what they have been eating. Um, you know, I, I, would, I would say if I was going to do one plot for both deer and turkey, I'm not a big turkey hunter. I used to be. Um, I don't really have time for it much anymore, but uh, I'm going to probably say clover alfalfa. Um, would probably be my number one for both species in one plot if I could do one. Cool. Right on. Do you have anything else you want to add to the conversation today, Josh, before we uh, get going? Um, you know, I, I'm just, uh, you know, it's a good day. I'm thankful for today. I, 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 right now it seems like it's pretty easy to get caught up and get down and, and, uh, yep everything that's going on around us but you know it does i took a walk behind the house uh, two nights ago with my wife and we just you know walked back in the field and kicked some dirt and just kind of sat in silence for a while and you know it really does a lot to, to get your perspective right um so i encourage everybody you know we uh we're outdoorsmen we're avid outdoorsmen um doesn't mean we're necessarily you know all we want to do is hunt and kill so get out there and experience it take somebody with you um, get new people involved in the outdoors and kids out. It's there's nothing more fun than watching a kid go turkey hunting or deer hunting, even if it turns into an absolute catastrophe. 
uh, in the, you know, in regards to, to the, to the hunt itself. And we spook all the animals off, but who cares? There'll be more. Amen. Amen. I'm right there with you on that, man. That's, that's a good word to close this out. Uh, thanks again, everybody who, uh, who's here watching and taking part in the ask me anything with Josh Pretzer. This will wrap up episode two. Again, make sure you uh, go over to the YouTube channel and uh, subscribe over there. And make sure you check out Josh's uh, personal Instagram as well. And uh, we'll put all the links uh, in the video. And when we, uh, when we put up the recording of this, that you can watch again later. So thanks again. And uh, great, great chatting with you today, Josh, as always. Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate all you do. And everybody at Spy Point, you guys take care. You bet. Have a good day. Talk to you later. All right. See you.